Okay. Uh-oh. Uh, President Daniels, can you hear me? I sure can. Okay, that is fantastic. So I believe all the settings in studio are correct. If there's any sort of feedback from the microphones or anything, just let me know. But Will do. All right. So the first question I have here for you, Mr. President, is can you give us a brief summary of your past? Um, you're known as the go- former governor of Indiana, but what else have you done since becoming president or before becoming president of Purdue? Excuse me. Well, my first few years out of college, I, uh, I worked for uh, a, a great man who was uh, at that time the young mayor of Indianapolis. Uh, most of the great things that have happened in Indianapolis uh, trace to his time. That's Richard Luger. And I worked for him as a college student, and he got his hooks in me and kept me with him for the next several years, including his first years as a senator in Washington. And I was on my way home uh, when I got a request to come to the Reagan White House. I wound up spending the better part of three years there. Then I went, I came home and went to business. We raised our four girls, and uh, uh, most of the time in business was spent with Eli Lilly and Company. Uh, when I was asked to go back to public service in 2001 as the, uh, in the first uh, cabinet of uh, President Bush, uh, Bush 43, as we say. And it was when I was done with that, after a couple of two and a half years as director of the Office of Management and Budget, that uh, some people talked me into running for governor, and I think you sort of summed up the rest. So, nothing I've done was any more uh, interesting or fulfilling than the job I'm in now, and I feel very grateful to have wound up there. Right, absolutely. It's uh, it's funny how the way things work sometimes. I mean, I don't know how I ended up here, and <laughs> I guess sometimes a lot of people feel the same way. Um, well, I've told a lot of students uh, who are students I, so much I like about Purdue students, but uh, one, one thing is how very how purposeful they are, and uh, I get asked a lot about the career planning. I have to laugh because I didn't plan much of anything. Uh, uh uh, I didn't anticipate. I thought I'd probably finish my working days at Eli Lilly and Company, which I really loved. But um, life changed completely three times since then, and uh, uh, I'm sure that's going to be the case for a lot of our students too, as talented and, and hardworking as they are. Absolutely, it's it's really incredible going from uh, for me for a small town high school where people were encouraged really to do as they pleased. Not necessarily that it was a bad thing. It was a fantastic school, but finding from those kids, the ones that were willing to buckle down and work hard was a completely different endeavor. And, you know, it's, it's really incredible the way things end up, like you said. So speaking of colleges, a big question on people's mind is tuition. And you're very well known for freezing the tuition at Purdue for multiple years now and for multiple years in the future. And my parents um, and I did want to personally thank you for that. I mean, it's a huge help to us. But how how do you get that to work, freezing tuition when so many other universities are increasing the price drastically? Well, first of all, there's no need to, for any thanks. We're just doing what we uh, number one think is right and what has worked out pretty well for Purdue. And the uh, uh, there's nothing particularly magic about it. In fact, uh, we found ways to economize, but um, there's – Frankly, a lot more that needs to be done. We we still, I think, have a lot of duplicative activities and some unnecessary one uh, spending at Purdue. One way, however, was uh, uh, by just making that our priority and 
encouraging everybody to work together on savings, large and small, um, that would enable us to uh, uh, make ends meet, keep investing in the university without raising the price. In fact, it, you probably know with the reductions in room and board and books, it's less expensive now to go to Purdue than it was a few years ago. Um, the other thing to notice is we, we did make a decision to have more students, and there's been tremendous demand, uh, in part because, I think, of our um, now record of affordability. And so having more students uh, uh, produces more revenue without raising the price, and that's that's been uh, that allows us to do what we're what we're here to do anyway. Get to bring a boilermaker education to as many students who are as are prepared to do the hard work that goes into it, and at the same time uh, keep the price down. Right, absolutely. And there is plenty of hard work to be done. <laughs> yeah. So, in addition to all the work that you've done, you're also very well known for being very interactive with the students with a prime example being I sent an email, gosh, a week and a half ago and, you know, to the email address listed for the president of Purdue online. And here we are doing a radio interview with you. So you're known as being very accessible to students and very, very able to be reached, I guess is the best way to phrase it. Well, I, uh, I'll just say about this. The first thing is uh, I enjoy it very much it's one of the most enjoyable things about the job but it's but it's a utilitarian it's a a function uh, too it's a uh, um, I've always said in any job when I was in business for example or certainly when I worked for everybody in the state of Indiana as governor that uh, you have to get the ground level if you're going to do a good job you have to understand uh, what the people you're serving um, what's on their minds and, and where you can make improvements. So I used to, in business, I would mark off days on the calendar, go out and ride with the people selling the product or go see the people making the product, go visit the customers who bought the product. And um, <coughs> uh, likewise, as uh, as governor, I, I stayed overnight in 125 strangers' homes. I never stayed in a motel, traveled the state all the time. And uh, a, it was fun, but B, uh, it, to me, it's it's just an important part of holding a position of responsibility is to make sure you uh, can access information uh, uh, yourself and not uh, uh, and not rely on information that may be filtered on its way to you. Right, absolutely, and I actually didn't know that staying with different people as you travel the state as governor—that's really something else. Wow. Well, I learned an awful lot. I used to say you can you you'd be surprised what you can learn in in the last hour or two before before lights out, and uh, uh, it was uh, just a became really just a part of the job to me, and and one that I think the uh, as I say made me made me better at it. Right, absolutely. So the next question I have listed here is: Where do you see Purdue in five years? Well, I, I hope, first of all, that we'll have an even stronger reputation uh, as a place of excellence, which I think has been growing. I hope we'll be an even more of an economic engine for um, Indiana and America. We've had a record number of startup companies and uh, patents and so forth, you may have noticed, over the last four or five years. Um, I hope we will be at least as big as we are now. We're about as large as 
Purdue's ever been um, uh, in terms of our undergraduate population. Plus, I hope in five years we will be equally large or, or larger in serving our, our new um, population, which is working adults, people who would like to either finish the college degree they never completed or uh, or even do one from scratch. And that, of course, would be our um, would be um, through our new uh, uh, Purdue Global Online University. So all those things, I hope, are, are in our future, but they'll take a lot of hard work to get there. Right, absolutely. And um, is the Purdue Global related to the Kaplan University purchase? It is. That's the, uh, that's the name that has been selected for the school after it becomes uh, uh, a part of Purdue, which we believe will be in the second quarter this year. Oh, very interesting. So, you're, another thing you do differently, and not necessarily in a bad way, is um, instead of giving uh, State of the University addresses, as is typical, you do open letters to the students. And I received uh, you know, my email about it about a month ago. So, what made you want to do open letters to the students versus a State of the University address? Uh, I didn't think anybody ought to be forced to sit through a speech. Um, you know, I, I wrote the first one um, before I arrived at Purdue, and, and we put it out at the end of my first week. It, it's, it is to students, that's correct, although it's really an open letter. It's called, these are called open letters. People of Purdue, that means everybody. That means students, but also faculty and staff uh, and, and alumni, uh, everybody in the whole Boilermaker family. And I just thought that, uh, it, it was a, a better use of people's time if they weren't interested. Then uh, uh, they don't have to read it. But if they uh, if they are, it gave me a chance to discuss where we are, what our problems are, what are uh, where we're trying to go um, in some detail in the letter format. And uh, you know, people can uh, uh, read it at their convenience. It also allows us, of course, to add a link to other uh, act, uh, information. Uh, in case people want to dig a little deeper into one of the subjects I raise, we make that possible. So for all those reasons, I think it's a better vehicle. And like I said, and, uh, and nobody has to feel like they have to go listen to a speech. Right. Yeah. Although I'm, I'm sure with, um, you know, everything you've done and everything, hearing a speech would be very interesting. <laughs> so I guess now I might have underdone it on questions. We've already blown through five of them. So what do you think of the sports teams that we have here? Third in the country as of now in basketball. We have IU tomorrow. Um, what are your thoughts on the basketball, football teams, and all the other teams we have? Well, of course, I'm a, a, a fanatic sports fan uh, anyway. And, of course, and, and so, of course, I'm thrilled at how well we're doing across the board at Purdue. I'll be in Bloomington tomorrow, I hope, watching our win streak uh, uh, reach a record number, and uh, uh, I just couldn't be happier about the, the whole uh, picture. Um, uh, not only are we as competitive as, as maybe we've been in a long time, not just in the big revenue sports. Obviously, we had a great um, bounce back in football, and the future looks good there. This basketball team has been a joy to watch, especially the seniors as they've come along and now uh, as it, together for four years. and uh, But I can never talk about sports at Purdue 
without really emphasizing that I think we do it the right way. There's plenty of hypocrisy and there's abuses and there's uh, cheating goes on a lot in a lot of college sports. and Everybody knows it. And uh, uh, I think our coaches, staff, terrific athletic director, um, people ought to be proud not only that we're winning as much as we are, but that we're doing it with character and integrity. And I hope we always will. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's incredible to see, uh, I guess Purdue sort of almost as an underdog in years past in basketball, especially where we've been so close, you know, uh, being eliminated in the top 16 last year, first round, just being so close. And now this year being able to move forward. And like you said, knowing that we're doing it with integrity, with pride yeah. and everything. Well, don't remember we got, uh, don't, don't forget we've got more of, we won 23 Big Ten championships more than anybody else. Um, we've uh, uh, we've beaten IU or something like 30, 40 times more than they've beaten us over history. I mean, story, uh, our history is a really strong one in basketball and football and all the Olympic sports, too. So, um, yes, you know, there's nothing new about this. Just we've, uh, we've had a little bit of a down cycle in uh, some of the most recent years. You know, there's one other thing, and it links back to – your question about affordability. Um, another thing I've really been proud of is that Purdue is one of those a few schools where you as a student are not assessed a fee to support the athletic department. They pay their own bills. And uh, there there were only about uh, there were seven such schools in Division One recently. I think there are a few more now. Uh, but uh, I think this is really important. Um, I've always said that uh, we expect them to continue that. I don't think it's fair to uh, assess a fee to the 98% plus of our students who are undergrads who cannot, uh, who aren't going to be on a team. They may or may not be in, uh, as interested in sports as, let's say, I am. And uh, I don't think they should be made to pay for it unless they want to. Right. Absolutely. I actually didn't know that. Um, another thing you mentioned was that tomorrow for the men's basketball game, you're going to be actually down at the game. You said, uh, "Yep, I'll be there." I've got a I've got a really uh, close friend who was a great athlete at IU, and uh, and uh, some, he'll so he'll come up when uh, when they play uh, at our place and vice versa. And he was nice enough to ask me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go on down there and uh, like I say, uh, high high hopes of watching another win. Right, I hope so. Um, I I'm gonna be over at uh, Mackey watching the game there, but it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch for sure. <laughs> you know, the last time the other, the only other time a Purdue team won as many games in a row as we have, uh, the streak ended at Bloomington. So let's uh, let's uh, let's be uh, sure that doesn't happen tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I really hope not. That would be very disappointing if it did. <laughs> oh no! I'm just thinking about that now. I didn't even cross. Well, my think mind. positive. Absolutely. I, I I have a good feeling we're going to win this. It's going to be a fantastic game to watch for sure. So as we wind down here, I've only got you until five thirty. But the one thing that I did want to ask is, well, I guess I should start out with uh, here at Wiley. Um, we have a Grand Prix team. We haven't run the past two years. Something's always gone wrong on race day. But 
this year I got, as a freshman, I don't know how, but I got put in charge of the Grand Prix team here, and, you know, upon pretty much scrapping what we had and rebuilding, I have high hopes for our team this year, and I don't know what your plans are for the Grand Prix. However, uh, April 21st, if you're there, I would love to have you over in our pit area and hopefully have you cheering for Wiley Racing. I don't know how biased you can be, but... (laughs) Well, you know, I have to be uh, neutral in all such things, but Grand Prix is one of the great, great traditions at Purdue. Uh, and uh, congratulations uh, on the uh, on putting your team together and on your role in it. Uh, it is a whole lot of fun, uh, and the weather can be uh, iffy in April, but uh, let's just hope we get a, a, a good race day this year. And, and um, as I say, this is just one of the great collegiate events, not just at our school, but anywhere. Absolutely. Well, I don't want to keep you too long i realize it's late and dinner and well everything. no thanks but listen thanks for calling and congratulations on the uh on the station and uh you know i'll uh i'll uh, i'll see you down at the wiley dining court or somewhere sometime soon i hope absolutely yes sir uh okay. we had someone pop in studio and i guess they want to say something to you i mean i just wanted to ask what's your opinion on the uh the all-american marching band here because i'm a member myself <laughs> oh oh listen uh, in that case, I'd, I'd be surprised if we haven't uh, had a chance to say hi. I've spent a lot of time around the band. Obviously, you'll see them every time they're uh, playing at one of the games or something like that. Now, it's, uh, uh, to me, it's I love to tell people this. Uh, without a music school, we have more musicians at Purdue than, by far than the number of athletes. If you add up to, just in the instrumental groups, uh, the bands, the orchestras, and so forth, we have... Uh, we have more people involved than all the athletes put together, and this, and uh, then of course to the singing groups and so forth on top of that. So it's a uh, it's a very uh, deep part of the Purdue tradition, and uh, our band today is as good as any in the country. Well, thank you. Yeah. Also, home of the world's largest bass drum. Can't forget that. <laughs> I've hit it many. I've struck it many times. So. Oh boy! Well, it's good talking to you guys. I hope the station thrives, and uh, and uh, you know we we appreciate this chance to visit with uh, with uh, some of your fellow students. Thanks for the invitation. Thank you, sir, for coming on. We appreciate okay. it. All right, y'all take care. Bye bye. You too. Have a good day, Mr. President. Okay, so this this is Will. Everybody, he uh, was running late. I texted him at what four o'clock. I don't, I don't have notifications for text turned on right now <laughs> not when not when i'm like out shopping or something then it just takes even longer than it should so i texted him at well maybe it was even early maybe uh, like no, three you text, o'clock you texted me at four well Is, what's <laughs> what's this mic turned up to um the the regular amount shouldn't be too loud uh, oh. so i texted at 403 p.m Hey, you want to come over like five minutes before the show and we'll get ready? I didn't get back till 5.10. Gets back to me at 5.10. What show? <laughs> I thought I thought it was on Monday for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Listen, man. man, I slept until 2 today. Oh, my god! It was, it was good. It was a good day. I've been up since 9. I, I've, uh, you have a calc exam Monday, too. I just realized that. I'm not that worried. It's only over six six lessons. Seven lessons. No, shit. Homework R. Well, it was a review. There was a review lecture. Review one, two, three, four, five, six. That's seven seven lectures. It's the seventh lecture that gets you, I'm telling you. (laughs) 
So, excuse me. This is what my show's come to. We're gonna. We went from professionalism to. Um, yeah, the president of Purdue on the show to just two guys rambling for another hour and a half. Hopefully, we didn't lose too many listeners. Oh no, we still have the same amount. That's fantastic. So we nice. are going to, I guess, play some music and figure out what we're going to do next.
Okay. So we've dropped to, oof, about a third of our listener count from what it was. That's okay. That's okay. It happens, you know. <laughs> um, That was fun, though. I enjoyed having him on. I, I really didn't think, like, six months ago. Well, gosh, it's been a lot longer. I've been here at Purdue for six months almost. It's about February, and I got here beginning of August or so. I've been here eight months. Kill me, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, summer summer start was pretty worth it, even if it was mandatory for me. But for a lot of people, it wasn't. So, like, like the people I've met over the summer, I still talk to continually. Because usually as a freshman, what it's nice to do is find a group of people who are taking similar classes to you. Like, that that's what a lot of people do now is like they hang out with their bgr their summer start groups and like they really don't have a friends group outside of that but that's just sort of what happens when you force kids in the group that don't know each other at all i don't talk to anyone from bgr (laughs) my why did you do bgr (laughs) um do you want the short answer or the long answer well they're the same answer your parents wanted you out that's the short answer. I guess the long the long answer then would be I wanted out. <laughs> I was working So it was both ways. Yeah. Okay. Well, not in like a bad way. It's like my parents are you know, they've had two they've had two kids for 19 years. They're ready to I guess yeah. Live by themselves again. <laughs> I, I've hit that point where living enough on my own has made me realize like the parenting things that my parents did do and the things I really haven't liked. And so I went home over winter break and after the bowl game, I had nothing to do because all my friends were away on their winter vacation. So it then turned into, Oh, it turns out my mom does the things I really don't like about her parenting all the time. (laughs) I, I, by the time I finally got back to campus, I was ready to be back. I'm I'm getting to that point where it's not very fun anymore. And, you know, now the phone calls with parents are about, um, 10 minutes long always. Oh, geez. No, I haven't hit that point yet. Going home is, I like going home. I, I think the part I don't like about going home is I just don't like Massachusetts in general. And like, you know, this, like, 20% 20% of any conversation you have with me is me just, like, if somebody asks me where I'm from, I'm like, oh, you don't even want to know. Don't get me started on it. I just didn't like Massachusetts. The people there are so rude to each other. Well, I liked my little neighborhood, like, our property and our neighborhood and everything. Everyone was really close. But, like, the people at school are just, nobody talks to each other. Everybody, and it's it's like, it's fighting words if you walk up to somebody and say, hey, how you doing? Like, that means you want to fight them. So when I got to campus and it was, like, day two of BGR and everybody was greeting each other all the time, someone walked up to me and they're like, hey, how are you? And I was like, do I know you? Like, I was, like, ready to fight. And they're like, no, no, how are, how are you doing? It's it's culture shock. So, someone, someone asks how your day goes and you punch them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's the daily life of Massachusetts. <laughs> well, no, nobody punches each other. People there are aren't that tough, um, but the one thing, and I know my parents are listening right now. The one thing I cannot stand when I go home is I've sort of adjusted my sleep schedule where now I have afternoon classes, so I'll go to bed at like one or two, 
and get up at 9 or 8. Well, like, more like 12 to 1 I go to bed. But, like, I, I choose when I go to bed depending on how much work I have to do or how much work I've done and how much I want to relax. So, when I'm back home, I'm still on that, like, late night sleep schedule where I don't want to go to bed until 1 or 2 because I have nothing to do. So I want to stay up even later. I'll stay up until, like, 2 or 3 because I don't have any work to do because it's break. And they'll be like, oh, you know, we want you in bed by 1130. 